What's crappin' in, folks? Boing, boing! It's me, Luigi, from the Marios. I'm here to tell you guys about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. We've got loads and loads of bonus content from the creators of Video Games, a comedy show. Tell me by your game. Inside Video Games Classic with July and Reactivators. So much bonus and unique content that can only be found on patreon.com slash supernpcradio, including our Games Club coverage of a particular series. We've done the Zeldas, we've done the Resident Evils, we've done the Metal Gears, and coming up soon, we'll do the Donkey Kongs. Patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Sign up today. Boing, boing. I'm out. Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K, Rule Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games and Comedy Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and I am uh, joined today by one solitary guest, one single member of the Zoo Tycoon crew. Give it up for the Patreon boy himself, my partner in time, Connor McCabe. Whoa, what's up, listeners of the Zoo Tycoon crew? What's Ooh. up? Uh, sorry, it's been a while. Uh, my house got uh, just like totally screwed up. There was a there was a Mario Kart race going on nearby, and mm. let's just say a couple of carts skidded off the track and crash into your house. Yeah, it's actually been financially <laughs> debilitating. Um, but I'm really happy to be here, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, glad to have you. Now this my boyfriend, Connor. I'm so glad he makes six figures. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, just to continue on riffing uh, with the Mario Kart uh, joke, uh, <laughs> red shells kind of hard to get out of your uh, out of the carpet. Yeah, you, you know, because once it's thrown, uh, it just keeps. See, the problem was. <laughs> that shy guy's car shy guy flew through the window and then through the floor and yeah. then you know what happens with red shells they are they seek out the racer in front of you and mm. they couldn't get shy guys shy guy's cart is still in the basement of my home therefore the red shell is still in the carpet uh trying to go through that same floor um it's a whole mess over at the McCabe residence. It it makes a huge mess. Stuff's everywhere. You've had to stay at the uh, at the at a local hotel. Yeah, and I couldn't hotel think Mario, of a yeah hotel. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't think of a hotel quick enough. Um, so li- listeners, dear listeners, you've been with us uh for this entire um what do we call it the uh well the road to two hundred. Or you're a new listener and you have no idea what we're talking about. I'll explain. <laughs> we're about to hit episode 200 of the show. For the last, uh, for uh, for 10 episodes leading up to the to episode 200, I'm uh, doing top 10 lists with some of my favorite people on the planet. Some of video games and comedy shows, uh, historical Mount Rushmore, uh, 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 panel guests uh comedians of course as always you know 
we don't let normies on. It's only funny uh, men and women. and Only if you spent upwards of three grand at the Upright Citizens Brigade Training Center over then your time, then you can come on the show. You think UCB uh, <laughs> has got, has, they gatekeep, oh, just you wait to hear about VGACS. Yeah, we, we, we're the gate. <laughs> yeah. We gatekeep more than uh, UCB does, which is which was hard to do. We had to invent new ways to gatekeep things from mm-hmm. people. Uh, what a great time uh, to be alive. Video games are back, baby, and they're bigger than ever. Um, they really are. As a lot of you know, the Summer Games Fest has been going on, and we'll talk a lot about that here coming up in the news. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. But the top 10... Uh, that we're going to be um, that we're going to be doing today is the top ten uh, top ten lists of all time. Uh, you know, th- obviously, it's very funny. It sounds funny coming out of your mouth to just say that's what we're going to be doing. But this is a, a specifically tailored top ten for my guest today. You know, Connor and I, we kind of do that. We like we like freak things and we do freak stuff. And and sometimes in our private time, we will we'll just throw on video game uh vi- videos on youtubes on uh, and and we'll watch them as we're making dinner as we're cleaning the house uh speed runs sure walkthroughs playthroughs sure but i really love a good top 10 list the, the, you know a game explained top 10 list or uh oh watch mojo a watch mojo top 10 it, it, you know the, it's kind of it's kind of you know one of my most searched after YouTube topic and titles. And same for me. This is something uh, that I feel really, I feel really seen Jeremy for you (laughs) picking this as our topic as you've been doing these one-on-one episodes with these, with many of our uh, cohorts here Mm. on VGACS. I feel very seen that this is the one you chose for me because man, do I love a top 10 list? Right. Right. And of course, you know, there's always a unique spin to the top 10 um, that we're going to be doing. For example, last week we just did halvesies. Uh, no, no, no. Did we do halvesies? No, we went every other one. Every other one. Uh, the time before that we just went halvesies. I did the bottom half. Someone did the top half. But for today, we're each we're gonna go we're gonna go one for one. But we're gonna each give our own top ten. Uh, so it'll be more like a top twenty. <laughs> this is akin to our top nine episodes that we do yeah. uh, on Super NPCs every week. You know the show available uh, at any tier over at Patreon.com/slash Super NPC Radio. These are episodes that we have a lot of fun doing. I don't know. We probably do them like five or six times a year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we love them. Yeah. They're, they're, the two episodes I love doing the most are a top nines and the kickbacks. Low they're low great. stakes. Low uh, low homework. Uh, and but high rewards, absolutely. And boy, what a consummate uh businessman you are! Plugging the Patreon right up top. I gotta give you one of these. That it's something I've been. I've I literally have a note written down here somewhere that says, "Mention the Patreon at the beginning," and <laughs> I keep not uh doing it. Hey, well, you got your uh, you got your Type A uh partner in slime here. So partner in slime. I'm always good for it, Jeremy. Well, speaking of slime, Connor, it's great to have you back on the show. Uh, you are, um, you know, you're you're one of the 
arteries that uh, mm-hmm. connected to the heart of the show. You know, you keep Ooh. that blood flowing and pumping through. Uh, even when you're not here, you know, your presence can be felt like a ghost sort mm. of lurking around. That's kind of how I like it, too. I'm not there, but, like, you kind of feel me. <laughs> Um, on that note, I do want to hear, uh, what have you been playing? Yeah. I know, and I know it feels like you t- talk about what you've been playing a lot because we do super NPCs, a weekly show and yeah. you, know, you talk about it with your guests on your show, but keep in mind, not everybody subscribes to the Patreon. I would say upwards of hundreds and hundreds of people don't don't listen to this show. More people will hear this (laughs) than do the 15 (laughs) who uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, I'd love to answer that question. Uh, And and as you know, and the people who listen to Super NPCs know, um, I have been playing mostly two games recently. Um, But I'll I'll give you some samples of other stuff I've been doing. We we just did an episode again on super npcs about games we want to come to switch online uh for the ret the sort of retro libraries that they have offered there um last night i threw on jeremy on the on the way to sleep threw on super mario 64 snatched oh, up uh five stars uh some up to 26 you know just throwing that on whenever i want to um it's kind of it's really surprising how much of that game is just in my dna or i instinctually know as i go through it like oh down this hallway downstairs, there's a toad uh, that doesn't give you anything, but you can talk to a toad over here. Or this right. one in the room that leads to Hazy Maze Cave that's tucked away that you wouldn't see unless you poke around does give you a star. Um, yeah. So enjoying the... I'm playing the Switch Online more than now the N64 games are on there, just poking around every so often. Just like Speed ran the uh, Great Deku Tree the other day. Um, oh great like just can do that in 13 minutes uh get through <laughs> the beginning of the game to the deku tree croaking um but the two games i've been focusing on uh are retro games um i have been playing chrono trigger uh mm. on the super nintendo i i actually got the cart about two years ago over christmas break i i uh just had an impulsive ebay purchase i think i, I must have bought it for a little over a Hundred smackaroos. Um, and Jeremy, as you know, I've been enjoying the crap out of that game. And yeah. I know you played it within the last year. Oh my god, did I ever? I, I played it, uh, it was my breaking in my super, my analog super NT uh choice, and I couldn't have picked a better game to take it for a spin on. It's true. This, I mean, there's not anything I could say about this game that hasn't been said before, but I'll go ahead and say stuff that has been said before about it. Uh, It's about as fun of a JRPG experience as you can get. I love how this game balances the darkness of the impending doom of the world uh, and the universe with the with the the comedic nature of the sprites and the characters and the funny things they get into, like Chrono and and Co. Uh, you know, getting hammered on soup in 65 million BC, um, right. partying a little too hard with uh, with the uh, cavemen type people uh, mm. with Isla. I love that. I think that it's it's my favorite. Possibly my favorite battle system I've ever had in, in mm. an RPG or JRPG. I love how the uh, crew, there's like dual text you can learn or triple text where you're actually interacting with your party members. I love that 
the battles also are area specific slash uh, like proximity specific, I think is a better word, um, uh, depending on where your enemies are on the screen. It's just so well crafted. It's paced incredibly well. Um, and as I told you, most recently, I, uh, I defeated Magus uh, the first time you encounter him in his castle and mysteriously got sent back to 65 million BC for the, so this is the second time I'm there. And okay. so I think, I think I'm going up to like a pterodactyl's nest, but I haven't played it in a few days, but it's just like, I've, I'm very familiar with this part too. I've never finished this game. As I've told you, I have gotten about, I want to say about two thirds of the way is my furthest point. Um, but Gosh, if you can play this game, it's great. Um, I discovered this on emulation. And this is like one of the first games I discovered emulating games in junior high. Uh, so it's got a really special place, place in my little heart. Um, do you have a favorite uh, character in that game? I, I'd oh, man. My, my favorite is, I think... I mean, it's a kind of a tie. Ooh. I a mean, the big, <laughs> it's a hard question because these characters are famously well done yeah you know and and just kind of iconic jrpg uh characters give me give me one i'm gonna pause i'm gonna take i'm gonna get my dog real quick yes my dog is freaking out one sec now in the event that jeremy is expecting me to vamp i'm gonna vamp here uh and there is a character named vamp in the next game i'm going to talk about and she knows she's in trouble when she comes in when she comes in the house she's got her head bowed way down to the ground she knows oh she she just in lily's paradise one time too many yeah the the fly is home the flies well there's (laughs) a uh there's uh workers outside and they're leaf blowing and sort of they, I mean, I, I'm glad they waited till now to do it. Um, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> but, but but it is going to be less hot for them to be working right now, good, good, like this time good. of the day. So. It's a hot one out there, folks. It is a scorcher in, in uh, GD Los Angeles. Uh, I think my, I mean, I, I would have to pick between Frog, Robo, and Luca. Uh, mm. Those three are, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Of, uh, of characters and i will be saying mount rushmore a lot more throughout the episode i love that it. Is i think kind i started to, i think i got i like infected you because i've been i've said that a few times recently <laughs> yeah. i think we were talking about fast so. food recently but uh <laughs> yeah. um and i also love that your mount rushmore is three not is four. three it's that's, not that's four. the best kind where you got an open space if i had to i, I mean yeah like for well yeah i those those three are great luca and frog, I'm kind of like leaning towards Luca or Frog, mm-hmm. and and they also just have really great stories within the yeah. narrative of Chrono Trigger. That's a really great game, you know. Um, a quick one too, a quick JRPG for for people who don't have hundreds of hours to invest, you know. If you're a slow gamer like me, or you leave your console on to take a FaceTime call for an hour and a half, mm. your 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 hour count will get up there. Um, yeah. But to your point, it, it the pacing helps a lot with the with the the I guess lighter load of hours that this game uh, can do. Like you, if this is a much shorter game than a Final Fantasy VI or or what have you. Sure. Um, compared compared to those, but. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick a favorite character. Um, 
but right now I'm like I just was rolling with uh Chrono, Frog, and uh Marl. Um the oh, princess. great. Um yeah. and just just cruise through Magus. I'm a little like I was telling you, over leveled, but I am feel very in the zone. Uh but I haven't played that in a few days, Jeremy, because I have I'm so close to the end of Metal Gear Solid 4 for oh, the first time. A hind D. A hind D. And I'm old. I'm he really old. sounds more Christian Bale and Batman in this one than ever. It's yeah. it's really nuts. But as I was telling you, Jeremy, I'm at a fight very late in the game. And like I've told you, I don't want to spoil too much, but I have really not bumped up any against anything in this game. I, th- I have done... Maybe because it's this was kind of the thing I felt in the third one. I don't know it's because if it's if it is because I understand the language of these games now and how right. they work, having never finished one coming into the year. And now this is like my fifth. Uh <laughs> but uh-huh. I I've died on a boss before. I've died in a certain I died on when you're escaping Shadow Moses in Metal Gear Rex the first time. Like sure. I told you. This boss I'm on, I I keep I'm making like very minuscule progress, but I am, I'm at this point where I'm like, I really don't know. I, I do know what to do because okay. there's a couple cut scenes that happen during this boss fight. I have gotten to the second one before, but I'm, so I need to keep just trying, honestly. I think I need to just keep pushing forward, but I'm like really surprised that I finally got to a point in this game that's like not stumped me but has really slowed me down. And I, cause I was sure. going to try to finish it last night. Yeah. That's um, I, I, that is a particularly difficult boss. Yeah. I'll say it. Can I, I have, I have something else to say about it. That's actually uh, is a little more positive. Okay. Is that without giving too much away about who this boss is and sure. how it relates to the rest of the series, I am actually, happy that this is the most challenging one so far because of its historical significance in the series you know what i mean i and it's yeah. not to say they make that you fight george washington george, That's what we're finally getting yeah i'm gonna punch out his fake teeth uh <laughs> but i <laughs> hey speaking of mount rushmore's jeremy there we go <laughs> that's the fourth uh, one i it's it's toad or frog, Marl, Robo, George Washington, and then Toad too, and then Toad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not like a get good gamer. I don't need a game to be challenging. I've actually loved that. Like I've been able to uh, figure out what's going on in MGS4 a lot of the time, and, mm. and been patient enough, and and had been using my truly only my. Uh, my anesthesia gun, the Trank. Um, oh, right. So, Jeremy, I'm going to give it another shot tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to push forward, but it's it's a, ch- it's a challenge for me. I understand that, my guy. That, for me, was a big hump. And also, Ooh. not just that it was physically difficult to do, but there was also a question of what do I do at certain mm. times. I... I figured out the first little trick because I kept calling Otacon. Yeah. <laughs> and finally Otacon's like, use this thing in your inventory, yeah. you dummy. But then I forgot how to use stuff in my inventory, which is really embarrassing. Because uh, you don't need to use stuff that often. Rarely. So, Maybe a ration yeah. here and there. But uh, mm. anyway, that's what I've been playing. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm in games heaven. Like, yeah. 
loving just what I'm getting to do right now. And maybe someday I'll play a new game. Who's to say? Maybe, uh, but no pressure. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Oh, you know yeah. what? I will. I tell you what the new the newest game I'm going to play, What's which that? this will probably come up in the news. I'm going to get Shred. I'm going to play Shredder's Revenge as soon as Ooh, I can. That's exciting. I should, we should play this together. I, well, if you because so. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in the news. Okay. We'll get to cool, that in the news cool, cool, because cool, cool. I do I want to talk I want to talk Shredder's Revenge for definite. Okay. Um I and then the game I've been so the game I've been playing actually is also news too. So I'm going to go ahead and just we're just going to go to the news. Uh new releases this week uh this week. Um there are games uh galore. Um but the biggest one quite possibly uh, let me just make sure it is the actually the biggest one. It is the biggest <laughs> one. Mario Strikers Battle League came out today for the hey. Nintendo Switch. You uh, playing some football, Jeremy? A football? Yes, you better believe I'm playing that. Uh, that you kind of look like a soccer stuff. player. Did you know that? Thank you. You have I, a soccer build. I and think a they're nice, the most always a nice haircut. They're the most handsome of all the sportsmen. Well, add yourself to the list, my God. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, the footballers are the most handsome. Uh, what are the least handsome? Um, you know, I might... My baseball? Instinct, <laughs> it's actually... Baseball is possible. I was going to say hockey, honestly, Ooh. but then again, I feel like a certain type of, of person would find a hockey player more attractive without their They're, teeth. A, a Canadian. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good yeah. question. Um, um, definitely. Well, ba- I mean, basketball might be the second. Oh, you know handsome. what I'll say? I'll yeah. say ugliest, probably, uh, horse racing. Also, oh, I'm sorry. Those guys aren't hot. There's, I've never seen a hot jockey in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, se- I've never seen a hot jock in my life. And those horses. Now the horses They're actually, not even human <laughs> uh, horses actually kind of do it for me. Uh, Mario strikers battle league, uh, came out. I forgot this was coming out today. I forgot that I pre-ordered it on Amazon. Ooh. I opened my front door and it was sitting there on my doorstep. <laughs> and I was like, hello. I totally must have been drunk when I ordered that <laughs> because I don't think I would have done it sober because, well, maybe I would have. And maybe I did. But regardless, I have it. I popped that bad boy in. I played, they're like six cups in oh. Mario Strike they're like they're like given to you right away it looks like there might be some secret cups some hidden Ooh. cups as well i played through four of them right away um did some quick matches did all the trainings bought lots of gear for my characters like in the last 3 hours or so of me being done with work and sort of waiting for this podcast to start i kind of just started just playing as much strikers as i could play until we started just to get enough feeling for the game to Good. talk about it uh, so this is sort of based off of a a franchise of Strikers titles, one of which famously came out on the GameCube as like a very people have a lot of fondness for this game, the GameCube game. I think that the Wii game wasn't as celebrated, but still maybe fun. Um, do you have history with Strikers? I've definitely played the GameCube version. Um, back what in thoughts on back that. in the heyday, I liked it, and I soccer is not my favorite sport, but I can get into a soccer game. Uh, this is no surprise to the listener, but the soccer game I have the most experience with is the original backyard soccer. 
um, (laughs) on the computer. Got it for Easter in 1999, and uh, that was a good year. Uh, But, no, I've played Strikers, and it's fun. I love a Mario's – honestly, no, that's actually – I was about to say my two favorite Mario sports franchises are Strikers and Baseball. I actually probably like golf and tennis better than both of those. Yeah. Um, with actually baseball, you know, you know how I feel about that. It's my top. You but love it. Strikers is great. Um, especially that OG getting to talk to Jeremy Olson on my podcast about that game. Um, and he, when he had his heyday brought back some memories um, it, to the point where I'm surprised that there's a few games. I'm surprised I didn't pick up on the switch Kirby switch sports and this um Mm. but i'm intrigued so um how has your time this afternoon been with it have you played any of the series before i haven't and i actually you know you borrowed my um my console that would i would have allowed me to play uh strikers i actually (laughs) went and got it from you or you came and dropped it off very nicely uh with the intention of me playing some of that game before this came out i wanted to kind of at least pretend like I had some sort of memories of the old one before I played this new one. Didn't get around to actually turning it on, just pop the new one in. And I, so here's my, okay. This is maybe just an, uh, an overall just observation about Were you Mar- about to say note. I was going to say note. And then I was going <laughs> to say issue, but then I realize it's neither really. Okay, it's, cool. It's just an observation about Mario sports games and perhaps sports games in general. Playing them solo like without other people, I can imagine it greatly oh. reduces the value of playing the game. Like, kind of mm-hmm. like running solo races in Mario Kart never going to quite be as fun as racing somebody on the couch next to you or beating your friends online. That makes sense. Does I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, because I, I get that, especially with any of the sports titles that they've got, but I feel like this might be this feeling you're having might be exacerbated with this game because I have heard from other people that it is so much more fun to play with a friend, like on your team. Even right. not even against somebody, which I mean, sure that would be great, but is that your experience, or does that not resonate with you? It's it's sort of my experience with all of them, which oh, is like with the golf. Because so I've at least played a handful of hours in tennis aces and uh, Super Rush, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, and um, you know Mario Kart, and now this, and. It it kind of just reminds me of like me renting sports games when I was a kid and trying to play sports games and then but not having friends that day to come over and play yeah. with me. Just sort of being like, well, I could just keep beating the computer, mm-hmm. but there's something about playing the computer like it's either too hard or not hard enough. It just mm-hmm. it doesn't quite simulate, I guess, just the joy that one has playing with another person that you know yeah you know i I think that the sing like like the story modes of some of these games really help like the golf super rush story mode was really fun and the tennis aces story mode was really fun this doesn't have a story mode to it it's just um the cups and as if it were like cart yeah kind of as if it were cart um 
which is uh, which is fine, except without that story mode. You know, now I'm not even getting like little cutscene inter- interludes. Oh, yeah, those I, are fun when they do that in the Mario Sports titles. I know they they are fun because you're like, you know, in tennis aces, you go, you're like playing against some spooky thing you don't understand. It's possessing Waluigi and Wario, and it's like, what is this Ooh. thing? You know, and it it's stupid, but it's it's something it's a reward Mm. they give you points in this they give you cups you know in this and uh that's supposed to kind of i think make you and and i will probably play you know continue to play this for a little while but like all the sports games i think it's gonna be a good a nice week or two and then and then a hard bounce off uh unless somebody comes over and they really want to play it with me you know while hearing you talk about this i was wondering if any of our crew got this game um see i don't think so i i don't i you know who maybe would get it because i feel like that he gets every game is july mm-hmm. um you i would love for you do me a favor jeremy and ping the thread after this after yeah. we get hop off the pod mm-hmm. um I could see like July or McCaller have randomly gotten this game. McCaller also loves us good sport, so perhaps. Yeah, it's we probably it, would have heard about it yesterday because he would have gone to his like secret store that gives him games early. <laughs> now, if Mario had a, like a basketball game, I could see like Stevens getting it, yeah, or something. But soccer is also just a sport that I don't think anyone in our group also really like loves much like golf. Yeah. But like golf is. I don't know. I, you know, golf is also like a, a weird one because the way a golf game plays is just so different than all other sports games, like mm-hmm. tennis and soccer and football and ba- and maybe not baseball, but uh, those all play similarly because they're like field games where you're running around and and you have to a bit of a back and forth, a bit of a back and forth, a bit of a timing based thing here, like. Golf is like an isolated experience. People go play golf by themselves anyway. You know. Yeah. Um, and then baseball is also like kind of got that like you're swinging a thing. Yes, there's yeah. a baseball is kind of the middle ground where yeah, it you do have those isolated moments of you know pitcher to the batter, and then the play happens when it feel it might feel a little more like a soccer. Um, but even that has its uh, that runs its course. So yeah, I see what you mean. It, it'll be interesting to see if anybody else is playing this. You know who I know is playing is Patrick Ellers. So if you oh. do need a buddy, hit up Patrick. I might um, hit him up. See if he wants to throw down on the I bet on the field. Would. You could get him. Yeah. Um. This game also, you know, it has that fun art style that like hand drawn, pencil drawn. Oh art, yes, it art does. style that the Strikers games are are known for. Um, I gotta say, not enough of it. I I, oh. I almost I wanted I want more of that stuff. Huh. I know. I want it like I want it like happening all the time. It really only triggers that kind of art style when you do like these big hyper moves, these hyper mm-hmm. shots. And yeah. then it kind of the whole world goes into that mode and then you do a fun cool like anime kick of the ball. Oh. Dang. That's Give us of, more of that. I know. I I wanted like way more, and I don't know I just wanted the whole thing to look like that or maybe just like Anytime you weren't on the field, it looked like that or something like mm. in what little celebratory cutscenes they do give you, which is like if you win a match, you know, Luigi does a little butt dance and stuff. Oh, and 
It's pretty yeah. good. That part's pretty good. Speaking of Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take both of his heinies, both cheeks on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> um, but that's uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. You know, it's Metacritic score right now is in the 60s or 70s. Okay. That feels right. Yeah. It's just a, it's, you know, I don't, this didn't uh, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. But it's still, I from by all accounts, a good soccer game. I bet it's special. Game. <laughs> yeah, I've never played I, another one. Truly, I bet for the Strikers fans, I would I would assume that it's nice to at least have this. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes though, with a franchise that feels forgotten or that you haven't got hasn't gotten its due in a while, um, sometimes you get that yeah. that entry and it's not what you want, and you're happy to have the entry, but it's disappointing and i don't know if this is that i truly it may not be at all people may love this who actually like the series but yeah i'm thinking of like yeah i don't need to, i don't need to besmirch what has happened to paper mario anymore because <laughs> apparently the new game is great it's just not the same and that's okay right. you know i here's another weird thing too they needed they should have added two additional players to the roster mm. so here's what here's what happens it's four player teams and cups are three matches f- to win, like okay. three. Yeah. Diff- so the roster though is ten characters. Oh, so th- it should have been twelve. So that so that whatever four you chose, you didn't come up against one of your teammates. A duplicate. A duplicate. I didn't realize. Oh, that's. Uh, I would understand for like a Toad or a Koopa. Honestly, sorry, Yoshi, even a Yoshi. Um, but that's interesting. That I bet they're gonna add characters to that game, like they've done Super Rush and sure. whatnot. And there could be secret characters in there, mm. but Super Rush had like so many characters, way too many characters. The, yeah. the football player guys in that. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was almost like Piranha Plant being in Smash, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so this one is, um, yeah, there, like, there's. Mm. There's no uh like Daisy's not in it. But Daisy's got to show up. Right, That's but Paulina crazy. is. It's like they got Peach, Paulina. They could have easily added Daisy. They could have added yeah. uh Boo or a Koopa huh. or Bowser Jr., you know, any one of these characters, but it's just it really is just like your basic roster mm. of Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, Wario, Donkey Kong, Waluigi, Yoshi, Toad. The end. <laughs> Paulina. Um, there are some more games that came out. Uh, how do you feel about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 for Switch? You know, <laughs> I actually have the first one on Switch and probably put in like three hours uh, at nice. the very beginning of this year, like Christmas break time. Yeah. I say Christmas break like we're still in school. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm happy for those who got number two on there. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh truly don't even know what to, what is different about it. I would love to know the changes, but yeah. Beats me. Um, oh, we, we of course got Tour de France 2022. I love a bike. And that came out to everything except for Switch. How many copies do you think that sells? Like seven? <sighs> Are there a few people who have bikes who happen to be video game players? Like, like the bicycling, bicycling, cycling, uh, bicycling, cycling, 
and happen to what's the crossover there the venn diagram of people who have a switch and would be interested in this yeah 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 that's a good question <laughs> it's almost like if you've made a game about working out you know it's like well those people won't play games they're at the gym I have a big question for you, though, on the way out on this game. Do you ever have a Livestrong bracelet? Yeah. Oh, man, I wore that thing <laughs> all the time. Big Livestrong guy. Big Livestrong. What was Livestrong about? It was Lance Armstrong's, like, maybe something to do with him having testicular cancer. Got it. Got yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Quarry came out. Isn't that the guy who uh, directs the Mission Impossible movies? The Quarry? I heard he wrote Top Gun, too. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, looking up uh, just, to, just to kind of see what The Quarry might be. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew what that game was. Because it sounds like one I've heard about for a while. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you at all. It, I think this is this is supposed to be a good a good one. <laughs> I think it's got good reviews. I'm gonna go I, to Google Images and search the quarry. Yeah, it looks good. It looks quarry, good. It looks like, how it, it would you describe a, a quarry, Jeremy? A well, is it like a pit with a bunch of rocks and maybe there's some water around? Water. It? I'm I'm picturing water, for sure. Super massive games. What else did they do? Is that different than super giant games? I think so. I think Oh, they're the they're the dark pictures anthology people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. This is Until Dawn people. Yeah, this is this is like a survival horror game. Kind of choose your own adventure game. Huh. Always been kind of interested in those. I play a little bit of that until dawn game pretty okay. good pretty good right. yeah free yeah pretty good <laughs> pretty good at free <laughs> um what's uh let's say you and i discuss a little bit about this uh summer games fest now have you been keeping up with any of this stuff i i, I, I watched a little uh during work hours, I had some super gamer boys were doing some. Oh, were you watching their reactions? Their reactions, yeah. And oh, did you hop in that chat or were you a lurker? Oh, I hopped in that chat right away. Oh. You, you know, I'm one of two viewers on that thing at the time I joined, so I I wanted to of course en engage and give them something. They were also. It seemed like they were as bored as I was, kind of watching the yeah. event. You know, this is not um quite an e3 substitute um, it seems like Jeff it's wishes yeah and he's done a great job i think of of, mm. of supplement you know of filling the hole that e3 has sort of left yes at least he's done his best he's put his best effort into it i don't think it's really his fault that this kind of sucks i just think that games right now are not really doing it uh, they're not they're not ready they're not they don't have enough stuff ready to show they're not yeah they're not they're saving their announcements i think a lot of stuff got pushed meaning mm. that they're oh, all certainly. they're all busy working on those games trying to get those games that we've known about for years out you know what i i mean i still think too that 
especially the bigger companies and developers, really the the big three, mm. Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, they still want to save the big hitters, the heavy hitters for their presentation. Like, and Nintendo, we may not even get one this Tuesday, which would be kind of nuts to not have a Nintendo Direct in June. Um, yeah. Uh, but Sony had their presentation, which was pretty fun. It wasn't like amazing, but it was pretty good. Last week, I, I got to tune in. I tuned in late, but I watched the whole thing. So, yeah, Summer Games Fest, you know, I'm really glad it's around. I will I will be the, not only will I will be the first one to make fun of Jeff Keighley, I want <laughs> to be the first one because there's something so, uh, I will just say fraudulent about that guy. That, Interesting. Uh, Wait, I, give me your Keeley take here, because I'm I'm uh, until this episode positive on the man. I gen- it's funny that I'm about to just just over the internet, you know, for all public consumption, say mm-hmm. how much I I just believe he is just yeah he's like full of it, like he's some weird like AI bot uh whoa out there. Hold I, on, I, hold I on. I am almost. I gotta I gotta give a little bit of a. Uh... Yeah, go on. <laughs> this is it. I thought it was gonna be the hot gamer takes one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'll play that. I'll play that I, out. Jeff seems like the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> He's like someone who really loves games and loves celebrating games. Jeff also, I don't get like a dime of authenticity from this guy. Interesting. And that's now where we get the hot take is in the uh, authenticity. Is it is what is it a smarmy kind of smut? Is it a plasticky? What is it's it? It's a plasticky thing. Got it. It's like yeah. I mean, every presentation I watch of his uh, seems like he doesn't actually have an opinion on anything except for the fact that he likes everything and is excited about it. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was the Game Awards a couple of years ago there was like some like orchestra or orchestral like suite that played. And after it, it cuts to Jeff and he says, I love orchestra music. And I was just like, Jeff, what does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Doesn't my guy. Um, I love no, orchestra I, music. I, I really feel a little bad now to just, just rake Keely over the coals. Well, I you just, never do this, so I think it could be. I think it is. People a, like it is when a, I do this sort when of when you turn heel and sort of become the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a fun time. Yeah, people like it. Um, people do like it. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I don't even know how we got here. This is great, though. I do. I, normally, <laughs> I agree, and I don't even. I barely know what you're talking about. And I agree. <laughs> yes, you fuck that guy. No, oh, I'll well, say it. Fuck know, him. I'm both uh, again not echoing what I said, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm only echoing what Connor said. He said he hates him. Um, oh no, he's coming for me. Um, no, uh, it, it's okay. I, I mean, I I think you're right. You're what you're describing is sounds seems like the desperation of a man who's trying to get something going. Yeah, it. You know, I think he has a tough. I think he does have a tough job where he is trying to. He is supposed to have all of these relationships. I mean, how right. do you have these relationships mm. and then actually express yourself honestly about anything? Um, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Have a trailer at the at the Summer Games Fest of a new game announced and be like, I don't know, it looks kind of shitty. That stunk. Yeah. Why would he do that? Like, I understand yeah. he's in a tough position. It's 
it's just I think it's also not very often where you have like the top guy also being the host for all of this stuff. He's wearing a ton of hats too. Um, right. But right. you know, I watched maybe 40 minutes of the last two days of the summer games fest. I actually probably because I was coming on the show should have tuned in for more. Uh, I will say in the 40 minutes I watched yesterday, mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, space horror between yeah. the new aliens game and uh, Callisto protocol, right. um, more call of duty. And again, just like wish that was never even a franchise. Sorry, Nick Costanza. I, yeah. If we I could just, wish it away. I just, there's just way too much war, like, uh, I guess, idolization here. And I just, it, it always makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, and, and you know, you might be sorry to Nick. I'm not sorry to Nick. Nick, <laughs> if you're listening, grow up. He's not. Grow he, up. Stopped, he stopped listening. Nick doesn't, Nick won't listen. He if doesn't listen to the show. He never did. He no. never did. But hey, he, he guessed and he guessed his butt off. He does. When he's here. Oh, he's here. Family. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's he's just really riding high. Um, but yeah. So I watched some stuff and and uh the only thing I was really watching for Jeremy mm. was to see the Fall Guys commercial that I was in. Right. That's and all I cared. I'm sure you buddy. were gonna talk about it. Our guy was in a Fall Guys commercial that aired at at was this the first time to your knowledge that it aired? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the now I'm realizing this is the reason they shot it. Wow. It's, kept, and, it, and it is the reveal for season one, right? I think or, this has been announced. It was just sort of a like a trailer for it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, it's because yeah. it's going to be free to play soon as well. Um, but when we filmed this, I because this game has been around for almost two years. We're coming up on two years. Yeah. But we've played this a bunch. Actually, I don't know if you've played it much because not not a not ton i played it a, a few times with you during the early days of the pandemic yes. a lot of our crew has but uh when we were filming this thing uh everyone a lot of people on set were like so what's this for and i was i think they were wondering what fall guys is yeah. and me having had a lot of experience at this game was like oh i bet it's like a trailer for it coming to switch or some new season or what have you and so it looks like it was for summer games fest but you can see me as a construction worker in a manhole yeah i'm looking at you right now are you really yeah um you can see some fall guys run by and i turn into a fall guy and i get launched in the air yeah and how did that feel when they did that to you you know it felt great (laughs) i've never felt better it did feel weird when my skeleton completely transformed and i still look like that just for the uh, (laughs) listeners at home um but yeah. it was great. It was really fun. I actually coincidentally got paid for it last week, which was really nice. Yeah. And um, do you, is this like a good thing for you commercially, like financially? Like, will you get paid well for this? Like, or is it sort of because it's web only? Because I know sometimes they pull some weird. It was, I believe it was a buyout. So I got oh, like a great. day rate. I got a rate for a COVID test and a fitting, which was kind of, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then I got uh, a buyout as well. Um, Good. Although I believe if they use it after a year, which I don't think they will, mm-hmm. because it's like for this new season, um, uh, then I would t- potentially Another get buyout. more. But yeah, yeah, but no, it was fun. It was like I hadn't worked in a while. Um, uh, got to go uh, to, uh, I forget what the ranch is called where we filmed it, 
But the last time I was there, I was working as a production assistant Spawn on Ranch. a video. Spawn Ranch? Yeah, was it Spawn Ranch? It's actually Lucas Films. Uh, Skywalker oh, Skywalker Ranch. Ranch. Um, Spawn Ranch is where the Manson family hung out. Oh, that's frightening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, so it was kind of cool to return as an actor as opposed yeah. to a production assistant. And yeah, it was cool. I didn't even know if it, I was ever going to see it. So thankfully someone dropped it in the chat yesterday. Yeah, that it was a it was a cool surprise. I wish that I had been watching it live to have caught it live. I was a bad boy and didn't watch any of the game other than what I saw with the Super Gamer Boys. I didn't I didn't watch any of it. Uh, so I'm I'm going off of a list here of everything Ooh, announced beautiful. at Summer Games Fest, and a lot of this stuff I think without the trailer accompaniment is us just describing things like. Yeah. You know, but we'll you know we'll do our best here. Top of the list, Street Fighter Six that got announced beforehand, but uh, I guess they announced Guile. <laughs> Guile and was this also no the open world thing was at the Sony thing? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was already a yeah. Here's another issue. Here's another issue with Keeley. Uh, no, here's an <laughs> issue I have with Games Fest too. Is that they're very uh, unclear as to what's what. They're very Ah. like they'll have their little like I mean, they'll say like, oh, this is a world premiere new release or this is a world premiere first look. But Mm. people who aren't plugged in like at I guess like plugged in at all times aren't going to know what any of this is. Yeah. So they're like reshowing stuff. It's just uh, it was a little muddy there. Fun to watch, but like muddy if you don't know Uh, totally. And I think like fun to watch is also a little debatable. Uh, when <laughs> you're getting like, uh, let's talk about it, like Callisto Protocol, right? Okay, it's a survival horror. This is weird because I'm almost going back on something that I've that I've felt intrinsically, which is I want new IPs. I want like new, like not remakes, not rehashes, not sequels. Yeah. I want new stuff. But then they show me something new, and I'm like, I don't care about Callisto Protocol. I'll. <laughs> I'd rather die yeah. than play Callisto Protocol. Um, no, it looks okay. It, it might be good. We'll we'll see. I it it looks like a, uh, a Dead Space kind of uh, space horror game. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, and if you do play it, you will also die. Apparently, interesting. In game, yeah, you die a lot. I guess. Yeah. Uh, hey, if, if at first you don't succeed, die, die again. There is we that, go. Is that? I think that's one of the. Dead, dead, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Yeah, commercials. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stormgate, another. To from the looks of it, um, uh, space horror uh game, but this is an RTS apparently. Says from the description here. Huh. Yeah, uh, this was one that uh, I actually did see the trailer for with those uh, gamer boys. Uh, Aliens: Dark Descent. Um, this is a, the, uh, that uh, is, that was one of the early announcements and they show this whole, uh, like, I guess, pre-rendered movie mm -hmm. alien stuff. It's looking really cool. And at the very end, they cut to like truly three seconds of gameplay and it's a, and it's like an isometric shooter. Could even be a twin six thing. It's really hard to understand what it was, but it was kind of a, it was a little weird that that's what they cut to after seeing this like 
hyper real. I thought for sure it was going to be an FPS or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FPS or like kind of like Alien Isolation, which is like that fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people actually liked that one. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. That's um. I don't get it. Is this a remake? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's just called Modern Warfare Two, huh? Yep. Did, wasn't that already a game? Yes, it was. They are just naming it the same thing as before. But apparently it's going to change the game for Call of Duty according to the like head mm. of Call of Duty. So, Okay, so the, uh, Hearn Michael, uh, Hearn comma Michael, as he would be referred to in the encyclopedia, uh, he, um, he posted to the chat uh, that Flashback 2 got announced, which I guess is... It, more weird than anything else, right? Because do you know what flashback is? No, I'm thinking of Winback, and I'm also thinking of uh, <laughs> gosh, there's like a Super Nintendo RPG that I'm thinking of. But well, no, we're all I thinking of Winback. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I don't know what this is. Fla- so flashback is an old. Remember that game we did for Super NPCs a while back, Another World? Yeah. That flashback was a game, a spiritual sort of successor to that. Okay. So it's like an old, um, you know, Odds World style, old Prince of Persia style. Like, like you like hard, like you run. It's hard to run, clunky puzzler, platformer kind of yes. thing. Is for the Sega Genesis. I think there's a flashback for the Super Nintendo as well. So flashback two being announced would be like if another world two got announced. Like like so you're like, oh, it's like literally 30 years later. Huh. Um so very strange. It's also kind of hard to tell from the trailer what style of gameplay this is gonna be. Like if it's gonna be I I imagine it's going to be that same kind of style, like that kind of like odds world puzzle platformer. But this one, that one perked my, got my attention because, yeah, because it's, you know, it has that interesting history behind it. Uh, Fort Solace got announced. Oh, Uh, yeah. Fort Solace, baby. Yeah. This is another, looks like another space horror game <laughs> it, yeah huh yeah it's literally then, a guy in a space suit and it looks like all creepy and stuff and then uh there's routine 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 <laughs> routine what is routine i don't know i just see the video here and i haven't clicked it <laughs> is this another space horror game it looks i'm seeing a machine here oh no it Guys. could be man what happened? I saw someone tweet this out. They were like, what is going on with our culture right now that every video game is a space horror game? I don't know. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. Ooh. Gosh, there's so much. Now that I'm scrolling through, I'm like, dang, there was a lot that's like was uh, featured here. Yeah. As much as I don't know how much of this was even announced or like was like a new announcement, but... <sighs> Wild you know what was it? You know what was surprising to me? Yeah. Sorry, maybe I'm I'm jumping ahead, I think. No, please. I was just gonna say back to Shredder's Revenge. For the longest time, I've been wondering when they're gonna drop this. 
Mm. And we keep, we, I kept seeing like all the last few weeks, whether it was tweets or announcements of, oh, we've got this special edition or, hey, this is what's going to be featured in the game. And then finally, oh, release date trailer launches a week from yesterday. Yeah. Is that exciting? That's thrilling. Yeah. And it's coming. So first of all, we all know this is a Switch game. Like easy, obviously it's a Switch game. Like, but I don't think any of us are going to play it on Switch. That's the thing. It's on Game Pass. It's going to be on Game Pass for free, my dar- my darling. Uh, we, okay, we, so we... that means you, me, Jacques. Uh, who else? Hearn's got a one. Hearn. Costanza's um, got something. Uh, Costanza's got a one, and McCaller's got a one. We could we could easily play a four-player co-op beat and just blow through Shudder's Revenge. Easily. How fun is that? It's great. And That's gonna rock. I this is one of my like anticipated games of the year when we did that episode earlier. Yeah. Um this is yeah, it was it's an easy thumbs up for me, and I can't wait to play it. I wonder if maybe someday I'll buy it for discounted on switch but like we've been lamenting we haven't been using our xboxes so that's this true. Is kinda, well you you more than i have you were playing death store and mm-hmm. i played and it a little bit yeah, yeah i've also been playing it a little bit more i've, I've been turning on some other weird, random stuff I'm, i think i'm gonna play fallen order as well and got that mm. kind of loaded up please yeah I'm, I'm, the episode yeah you guys are you guys i think everyone just convinced me it's 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 time that game i can only <sighs> I'm only one man, Connor. I'm only so strong. I can only fight back Marvel and Star Wars so long until it until it overtakes me. You know, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, Midnight Suns. Speaking of Marvel, oh yeah, what is this? Uh, a tactical RPG. Oh yeah, it's like uh, XCOM, uh, but Marvel characters. This has been around for a while. It's just that it was a new trailer for it. Oh, this is already out. It says it launches October 7th. Oh. Well. <laughs> well, whatever the case may be, it 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 looked confusing to me and the character, you know, I just couldn't understand it. I thought it was going to be DLC for that um Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh my gosh. That was like 3 years ago. That'd I know. be great. That'd I be know. funny. <laughs> um yeah, uh, Cuphead. Oh uh, yeah, the delicious last course. That's. I'll, I'm gonna play that. I I think. Uh, I I'm disappointed that I did not finish it. I got through about eighty percent of the first game early this year, and I just fell off. Not for any reason. Like I think the last time I played, I beat a boss, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. I beat uh, everything except for the final uh, boss in the oh game. Oh my goodness, Jeremy! Which, which is uh, he was a well, a big old freaking wiener, and it was <laughs> it was hard to it was hard for me to beat him. So I kind of bounced off. I should have beat him, but then I You've pretty I think much I just, beat in the game. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I will just sort of get like, okay, I I've won. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Even though I didn't win, I've won. But I'll play this for sure. I uh, I like Cuphead a lot. I like that. I like the look of Cuphead. I even like that Netflix show. I didn't check it out. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, 
I'm not seeing a lot of other stuff. I think I honestly I should have watched this and then I would have more to talk about. I think the the big thing that everyone's talking about right now is uh and this will dovetail nicely oh, into go. the to the sh- to all of the shows, televised content and movie content that's coming out, but The Last of Us uh, part 1 is getting a wait, a remake. Wait, and by part 1 we mean the full first game. The full first game. Okay, good, because I know obviously it wasn't originally called. For a second, Jeremy, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Are we heading into Final Fantasy VII remake yeah. territory? <laughs> yeah, they acknowledge Dude, both exist. I got to be honest. I I'm, I love that first game. I couldn't mm. be less interested in this. Yeah. Um, this is a huge uh, boondoggle. What is that? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> I don't actually know. What's a boondoggle mean? Boondoggle to me means mess up. Mm. When you boondoggle something, <laughs> I think this is a this is a big bust. I I I'm with you. Uh, uh, first of all, I this series is I do not think is going to age well. I don't know why. Oh. I just have a feeling. I'm like this shit. It's you know who, to something serious or something. You know who's cheering at home listening to us talk like this is Alec Robbins. And Alec, you know, right. <laughs> he's probably right. He's probably he's probably been right this whole time. I I've I played both games. I like them fine. I just am like what they're may also making it a TV show. They're making this they're this is what they're gonna We saw it. Yeah. And we're going to see it again and then a third time. I don't even understand. The It's not that good. It's just not that good. The only thing, cause, and trust me, I'm, I'm not excited about this at all. The only thing, the only, uh, I guess, silver lining to this would be, and this is, I'm really pulling from a Discord, from like a, the MinMax Discord, people talking about this. Yeah. Apparently, sometimes in order to start to get acquainted with a new engine, Mm. um, oftentimes a remake will be made in that engine. So, but again, even that is like... So like A Last of Us 3 is actually what's being worked on, so they remade the first one to... I mean, that makes sense. Possibly. I I didn't honestly even make that, uh, connect those dots, but that maybe. But I just... I don't know. I I don't have a lot of positives to take away from this other than hopefully people who are Last of Us lovers and want to replay that first game, which again, I don't know why you need anything besides like the remastered edition. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to change? Like what is It's as it says it's about as like on rails as a game can be. And I liked it a lot. I it was it was the yeah. first game I played on my PS4 for a reason. Like oh, I've been looking yeah. forward to it forever and it really met my expectations um but yeah it's just it's just interesting that this is like being held up as such a big deal by games fest and and naughty dog in general it's weird it's it's funny too because we knew this was gonna happen like we this had already been announced you know what i mean like they we knew they like naughty forever yeah right this is what they put blue point on right is this what blue point has been doing I don't know actually. That would be 
That wouldn't get me more interested, but I'd be like, oh, it's probably going to be fine. Well, I just remember we had like a big, ne- I, a lot of us had a big negative reaction to like Blue Point wanted to do something and then they made them do mm. something they didn't want to do, which was The Last of Us again or something weird like that. Or <laughs> or maybe that was just Naughty Dog in general had to do last, they wanted to do a new thing. And anyway, regardless of the truth of this, it it's not, I'm not, I'm not excited about Last of Us um, at, at all. Uh, it's had, it also hasn't been like you said. I played the first one in 2016 or 2017. Mm, yeah, like on PS4 remastered. It just hasn't been that long enough for me to it, want this. I first played it in spring of 2019, and the game debuted in 2013. So yeah. I don't know why. I mean, this isn't coming out this year. It may not. It probably won't even come out next year. But it's just it's peculiar that it's we we're feeling the need to to remake this. It's probably they know it's going to make money, so that's why they're doing it. And maybe that will allow for more games to be made in the future by Naughty Dog. Who knows? Yeah, we also got some uh, Netflix announcements. Um, they're going to make a uh, um, a Castlevania. Another Castlevania series. It'll be, uh, it's called Castlevania Nocturne, and it's a spinoff of that Netflix show, but it's with uh, Richter Belmont as opposed to Simon Belmont. Off the Richter. Off the Richter. That song? Who who sang that? Is that. uh, I want to guess Rihanna. I don't think it is, though. Yeah, is it Two Life Crew or no? I like that, though. (laughs) Um,. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, they they're gonna make a Duke Nukem movie that got <laughs> said in the in the in our chat earlier. That was the best part of my day. Yeah, I got. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Can you transcribe? <laughs> transcribe it. All you gotta do is copy it over. I'll uh, put it in the show notes. Just everything that was said about it, everything that was pitched on some that really idea. Good joke pitches by you guys. Yeah, there was like a team up with Leisure Suit Larry at one point. Um, yeah, I I. I think I couldn't tell if people seriously at first when people were talking about it, I couldn't tell if people seriously wanted this in the chat. Like McCaller said he really wanted to write for it. I'm not certain he was kidding. And I think it, he was ter- serious. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot think of a worse idea than a Duke Nukem show. Like they don't even want to make a game. Like why would <laughs> Duke Nukem is a horrible, unforgivable misogynist icon. He's like an in, he's like if you were to rap, <laughs> if you were to like, he's the poster like, child for what's wrong with video games. Like, would they try to subvert it in some way? Like, is that what they're gonna try to do and like redeem it because it's like subversive? Me- they would. Ha- I- that's the only way it could even work, and even then, I don't think it works. Yeah, my I mean your pitch for it would be like probably I mean I I was joking in the in the show about like oh wait till the duke hears about cancel culture but literally <laughs> it's like it's like the story has to be oh duke nukem a 90s action star gets transported to today and is like yeah. has to figure out but you he'd know. be like way too uh accepting of everything but he shouldn't be <laughs> Yeah, he's just not a good character. Like he's not he wasn't good then. He was he was just he wasn't even he wasn't we remember it's like 
it's like things from our childhood. Sometimes we just need to let go. Yeah. Just let go. Who is going to watch? Who wants this? (laughs) Hey guys, I'm making a street sharks movie. Who's excited. It's like, let it go. Let it go. We don't, it doesn't have the staying power. It's no, I, I shit on frozen a lot, but I really should maybe stand that movie because there's a lot to take away from that song. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, boy, what if Duke Nukem met the cast of Frozen? Uh, <laughs> oh God, he'd sure Thank love. Uh, what's the snowman's name? <laughs> Igor. Josh Gad. <laughs> you sure would love Josh Gad. Anyways, God bless you, Duke Nukem. Okay, that's the news. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the top 10, top 10 lists of all time. Definitively. Stay tuned. If you like video games, there's a good chance at least one holds a special place in your heart, making your insides feel fuzzy in the best of ways. And oftentimes, it's about more than just the game itself. I'm Connor McCabe, and I host the Call Me By Your Game podcast, where on each episode, I hear from a guest about a special video game from their past. Join me each week as I hear from some of the sweetest actors, funniest comedians, and most lovely video game people around about what makes video games personal and the memories they have tied with them. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, and maybe someday you'll even call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. I'm here with the great Connor McCabe. Connor, hello. Hey, Jer. <laughs> it's good to have you back, buddy. Back in the saddle again. Good to be here, my guy. Um, we have been doing top tens leading up to the, uh, well, our uh, on our road to 200. This episode is no different. We are going to be uh, talking about our top 10, top 10 lists. Um, I have been looking at top 10 lists as long as the internet has been available to me. I love a good top 10 uh, inside of video games and outside of video games. Love a, love a good top 10. How about well, you? I mean, there's not a lot on this gosh darn earth that I like more. <laughs> 10 seems to be you know, a pretty good number. I'd even argue nine's a little better. You know, you and I decided to change it up and do top <laughs> nines over there, which does, you know, we do a slew of honorable mentions. So we're mentioning more than 10 when mm-hmm. we do one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? Nines for us, 10 for the rest of the world. Yeah. I don't know if I'll have a ton of honorable mention lists uh, today because it, it did. I, I did kind of struggle to come up with 10 of these. I'm not going to lie because I wanted them to each sound like different, yes. you know, like diverse. I could just say top 10 SNES games, top 10 Genesis games. Top, I could just say that, but I was like, no, nah, it's kind of boring. I want to like, we're of the same mind. I think. Okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, let's, I, because I want your number one to be the last number one. I will go first. Oh, thank you. In in my uh, in my in my number ten, top ten lists, and this is in honor of sort of the 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 climate right now. 
We're in Summer Games Fest. We're, <laughs> yeah, I know. The video game climate. Okay. We're in Summer Games Fest. We're in, uh, uh, we expect perhaps a Nintendo Direct to come out. This is around the time of year that E3 would normally be taking place. So my first top 10, number 10, is top 10 E3 moments. This is a great choice. This is phenomenal. <laughs> Thank well, you. I do have a question for you. Yes, sir. If you were to think of your most memorable E3 moment, something, oh, yeah. something you remember the most, do you know yours? Mr. Coffee, baby. Mr. Coffee. What's that? Do you not know Mr. Coffee? <laughs> no. You've got to look up a video on top 23 moments. Inevitably, Mr. Coffee will show up. He is this um, guy that Ubisoft hired to do their showcase. Oh, yeah. And he's just on crack. This like sounds he, like 2004. Uh, later than that. Like oh. maybe, yeah, I think it might have been in 2008. Nine, eight or nine. Oh, yes. It's like Assassin's Creed stuff is happening. Um, <laughs> but he's just like, uh, he, just talking faster than you can think. Super fast. Um, uh, trying to be like really hip and cool, but just like, like imagine if they just like, if like they took a Joss Whedon character and just dialed it way up. Oh, that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think gamers are going to like this. Uh, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> like just like really hammy, really oh. corny. Oh no. Um, Unlikable. Using words like noob, like way too much, oh, you know? My yeah, just Mr. Coffee. That's a top, uh, that's a top 10 E3 moment. What about you? You got a good top 10 E3, E3 moment? I'll give you two. Okay. Uh, one is one that I was actually present for, uh, and that is uh, E3 2019 from Nintendo's Direct was is like iconic for me. Um, both the Banjo Kazooie and Smash reveal. Oh, that's good. Um, and the Breath of the Wild uh, sequel announcement. That's a um, good one. I think I teared up during both of them. <laughs> as lame as it is. When you saw Kazooie. I did shit out an egg. <laughs> oh yeah, you know you think it's you just think it's DDD again, but it's uh, banjo. Um, man, and then the one that I wasn't watching, but Reggie Fizeme basically making his big Nintendo debut and revealing the DS, uh, yeah, holding it on stage, one. pretty yeah. great. And he says something like, "Doesn't he cuss or something?" He says, "I'm kicking. I'm Reggie. I'm all, all about kicking ass and taking names." That's great, isn't it? Rage or maybe he best. says games, but whatever. Games would be better yeah. <laughs> if I was going to punch ass. it up. Yeah. All right. What's your number? What's your 10? Number 10, top 10. My number, my number 10. And they're not all like this. <laughs> top 10 sports games. Ooh. Okay. We're starting, uh, we're starting vanilla. We're starting uh, appealing to a broad audience, a bigger audience than I think we'd like to exist, honestly. Oh, uh, this sports is got to be par for par, you know, neck and neck with video games, period. Like for rabid fandom, how many people are invested in it? Probably more. Like you got maybe. your FIFAs, your Maddens, your 2Ks, people. They're pretty much just like they're a spinoff or a spinoff. Mm. They're an alternate universe of like COD people. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, it's the same kind. It's like it's like their way into games is through their uh, their other love, their bigger yeah. love, which is like Formula One racing or whatever. And I absolutely get it because I love a good sports game. And You're a baseball I, freak. I, I I am. I love a realistic sports game. Like I I was really into Madden for a while. Mm. I also love a cartoony sports game like Backyard Baseball. 
yeah. or backyard soccer. Um, Side or- note about uh, Connor, by the way, he's not just a a, an, a televised actor, but and I've never seen him play baseball. But anytime anyone tells me about Connor playing <laughs> baseball, it's of like legendary status. They're like, like I, I was out to drinks with Joe uh, Feeney the other oh day. Oh my gosh, that's so and he funny. was just like. Oh yeah, Connor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's really good. He's really good. <laughs> just like, and I've never seen him play. It's just like one of those things that I know is true about my friend that I've never experienced. I'm a decent athlete and I'm good at baseball. That's that's where I am. And yeah. good being good at a sport that is inaccessible to a lot of people makes you seem even better. I think. What is a sports game that often gets number one on these lists? Oh, it would probably be something like. Madden 04 with Michael Vick on the cover. It would it could probably be like MVP baseball 2005, mm. maybe one of the more recent and not the last few years, but maybe a few years ago, like a 2K. Okay. Um, a Ken Griffey Jr., perhaps. A Tiger Woods golf and like on the GameCube, probably. A, a mutant league football, maybe. Oh, a blitz. I mean, then you have your like arcadey ones like your blitzes, and you know, Jam. who doesn't love that? I love it. Um, number nine on my list of top ten, uh, top tens, is top ten Dreamcast games. Oh, this is a good list. This is up your alley too. I love it because I never had a Dreamcast growing up. You'll see that a couple of times on 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 mine are like, oh, I didn't have this, so of course I'd be watching these videos because. No one really needs to tell me about the Super Nintendo, but I'm freaking in the dark about the Dreamcast. And yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and oftentimes what'll get number one on a lot of these lists, if, you, if they're doing top 10 Dreamcast games, it's usually going to be something like uh, Skies of Arcadia gets it a lot. It's like the big tentpole RPG. Um, Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, yeah, because that might came get out it before 2 Battle on GameCube. Right. That might get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. This is uh I, I I love I love using lists as a way to discover more things about the and then you'll see again, you'll see this a few times. On my, on my I love that. Uh I've definitely watched a video like this, especially leading up to our space solace. For our fantasy yeah. draft episode, like uh, February of 2021. Mm. Um, so wow. go there to listen to a lot of Dreamcast talk. Oh yeah, we had Teo. Teo joined. One. I saw yeah. Teo. Literally saw Teo walking on the street today and shouted at him and his girlfriend Alexis, and and they shouted back. Boom! That's how it works. Oh Shenmue, that might get number one. There we go. Okay, that's, cool. a, that's number one. Okay, number nine. Soul Calibur is number one. Um, yeah, yeah, that's another one. Number nine. Top 10 Zelda dungeons. Mm. Mm. You know, every Zelda game, even if you include Breath of the Wild's Divine Beasts or the Shrines, uh, they have dungeons and they are, that's a big element of them, big enough to where that is probably the criticism I've seen levied at, <laughs> as I die. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we don't get to hear what he had to say. Oh no. Levied at Breath of the Wild was that they didn't have the traditional dungeons, but the dungeons are, you could argue, are the heartbeat of the Zelda games. They're the meat and potatoes, the thing I look forward to the most in getting into them. Right. And there's so many great ones that a top 10 list 
that is a stacked list of like as good of video game dungeons as you get. Oh, I got to hear your top, your number one, but what also usually gets number one? Number one. Um, you know, the most recent Zelda game I played was Skyward Sword and the Ancient Cistern is pretty spectacular in that game. Good one. Um, if I were to think, I would just played through the Great Deku Tree and it's an introductory dungeon, but my man, that thing is, that is a master class in dungeon design. I mean, the Spirit Temple is phenomenal. I love the yeah. uh, Thieves Hideout in... Uh, link to the past oh um, yeah or and a link between worlds both of those are great link between oh. worlds dungeons are nuts um yeah and they're oh and the it might be called the tower of hera no that might be link to the past there's a couple at the end of link's awakening that i i think are spectacular but i could i should make a top 10 dungeons list <laughs> you you really could my man you really could what what often gets number one though oh what often gets number one Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's something like Forest Temple. Uh, yeah, I, pretty I, great one too. I've always maintained that the best Zelda dungeons are always the first ones of the game. Like those mm -hmm. are always my favorite. Like it's so rare that a late game dungeon um, gets you. It really gets me going. But um, but then but then some games subvert that. Like the, I think the Twilight Princess first dungeon sucks. <laughs> I don't like that forest temple yeah. monkey dungeon. Monkey dungeon. Um, yeah. Swinging <laughs> on the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that one, honestly. Yeah. Um, number eight on my list, top 10 fighting games. Ooh. I knew this was going to be one of yours. Yeah. And I almost made it one of mine, not because I even like them. <laughs> it's just an interesting genre of games that I don't have a ton of experience with. You know, of course, I grew up with your Street Fighters and Mortal Kombat's, and yes, Smash Brothers is transcendent. But there's so many fighting games out there, like especially like anime fighters. Holy God, mm. Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, KOF, Art of Fighting. That's too many already, and there's way, way, way more than that. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, your ideal top ten fighting games list. Mm -hmm. would it be the actual top 10 best fighting games? No, um, like qualifiers put on it. Like you could have two street fighters hypothetically on this or three or whatever, yeah. or yeah. would yours be a diverse list that hits genres and art styles and all that? I'm curious. Well, with, with if you're with, crafting one, what's great about a top 10 list, which we didn't really talk about before we got into it, but it, a 10 gives enough room to hit, everything and hit a couple things twice yeah like uh like i think you don't do a top 10 without having at least two street fighters on there okay at cool. least two because they they did something right at least twice mm -hmm. um but then yeah you have a lot of room for like a tekken and like you know a maybe Virtua even fighter. a smash bros a, well so smash is so interesting because qualify? i don't know but if it does qualify then melee is one or two. Oh, sure. You know, at least you know, especially if you consider the scenes that they created. Mm -hmm. uh, but I really like getting into these like really weird underground fighters that are like the PS One had like a, a Japanese only fighter that was made by Atlas that never came out to the United. You know, it's just like 
what the hell is that? You know, Ooh, that's, that's a, cool. That's fun stuff with fun, freaky care. There's a game called Waku Waku 7. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And it's like the freakiest looking fighting game ever. And it's like from the 90s. And it's like just all like big. I See, here's my thing about fighting games. I want big freaks. I want big, weird freaks in it. That's why I like the Guilty Gear series. It's like weird, massive, like they mm. belong in Dragon Ball characters. You know? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I honestly, Jeremy, when we wrap tonight, I'm going to be just watching top 10 videos and not playing <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4 like I should. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, number eight, my number eight top 10 video game villains. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's so many out there. Um, you know who I would say you've been asked, you've been good about asking me who's at the top of the list. Mm. I could name a few. I mean, easy to throw up, you know, Bowser and Ganon are going to get on there that's at some there point. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, who probably tops the list is probably a Kefka from final fantasy six. Mm. Mm. Easy. Um, uh, that you could, I'm trying to think of other, oh my gosh, Liquid slash Ocelot. Yeah. Gotta be on there. Gotta be on there. Um, yeah. The, Sephiroth, the villains in, yeah. The villains, oh, Sephiroth, perfect. Yeah. The villains in these games are often, if not always, more interesting than the character you are playing as, your yeah. Cypher. But I would, I would venture to say that it's that snake has a little more to offer than a link because link is truly you. Whereas you actually hear snake express himself. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I love a good villain in a game and that is what drives forward a lot of the plot. Cause you're usually catching up to the villain. Who is your top? My top, your, your favorite, my, my postmates top. Cause they are really just offering everything. Happy Pride. Um, my top video game villain. Uh, you know, it's easy for me to be like, it's a Majora's Mask because that's my favorite game. But uh, that also oh, feels like just a the mask out, itself. It's like a yeah. sentient mask that is just. That's a that's uh, a good game though. Have you played that on NSO? No, I have not booted it up. Imagine a world where Jeremy plays two 64 Zelda games side back to back one after the other and kind of just goes back and forth between both of them. That's kind of fun. That's kind of what I've been doing, which is... Do you have a, do you have a top V? Oh, it's got to be Sephiroth. That guy. Oh. He's a real damn weirdo. <laughs> uh, he is. He's... And he, you know what? He's cool. Even though he's like clichely mm-hmm. cool now, like been done to death. Um and I don't think portrayed very well in a lot of fiction um, outside of the games. Uh, still think he's great. And this is unrelated, but Jeremy, I, I just want to hear about remake part two at some point. I don't. That's think coming, I think. But but when? I'm like so. Did you worried. hear about the? Okay, so Square tweeted out like, "Hey, do you remember when we released Integrate the DLC for Final Fantasy Remake Part One? Well, next week." Tune into our Final Fantasy 25th anniversary showcase. Wait, there's a 25th anniversary showcase? Yeah, of Final Fantasy 7, like coming up, I think next week or something. Oh, man. And I'm like, I think. Dude, I, we, I want just to hear that part two is coming. Because 16, I think FF16 is like nearing completion. They're, they're yes. 
you know, mass mixing and mastering. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think it's I think it's time. I think we're about to get an update. It'll be a 2024 thing probably, but I okay. think it'll, you know. Yeah, after after 16. Yeah, I think. Isn't that crazy? Four years after part one. Good Lord. We're going to be so old. Uh, I know. We're going to be in our four. I will be in my 40s for sure by the dang. time that whole thing's over. And I'll be approaching. Um, yeah. You'll, okay. be, you'll be 20s for some reason. You'll have de-aged. Hey, I welcome that. Uh, so that was my number eight was top 10 villains. Uh, number seven for you, that's where we're at? Seven is top 10 video game endings. Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. It's a little spoilery, so you have to be confident, a little oh, yeah. confident that you kind of going in, either you know most of them or the ones they're going to spoil you don't care about. Not a lot of Tetris is on this list. <laughs> no, no, Tetris does not make an appearance on this list. It's a lot of, uh, well, I mean, typically I feel like a number one is like Bioshock. Oh, yeah. That's like a one where it's like the ending is just like. That almost would feel like a twist, like a top 10 twists in game. Twist endings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but which is kind of what the list is, right? True. Like the yeah. list is like interesting, you know, like Mario should have ended there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. where, <laughs> you know where, uh, at the twist. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like uh my favorite video game ending though, probably a game called Enslaved. A game I don't talk about a lot, but is a very great video game. Um huh. actually who's the guy that played Gollum? Andy Circus. He plays the main character in that game. Oh, when is this like a late twenty this is like a twenty tens game? Yeah, this is a three sixty game. Oh. Um and it was like a not an indie game, but like a smaller publisher and didn't didn't do gangbusters, but like by all accounts was like a a, a quote unquote hidden gem, a term you might hear a little later. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, so that's that's a. T- what about uh, you? Got a good video game ending you like a lot? Chrono mm. Trigger ain't bad. There's like 25 endings, but yeah. So you pick your pick your uh, couple of them are good. Pick one one you like. Um, gosh, what video game ending do I like? Uh, I'd probably pick some Zelda game. You know me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm boring. Well, Majora's got one of the best. I do love the way Majora ends and wraps up. Uh, Ocarina though sure. made me cry. Majora made me. Oh, I was a I was a ten year old kid when I finished Ocarina for the first time, and I remember being so sad that yeah. it was over. Um, I bet if when I finish Metal one of the Metal Gears that'll that'll happen too. Yeah. Oh, Metal Gear Solid Three, dude. I mean, oh great. And even that game actually ends a little later than the part I'm thinking of uh, mm. against the boss. You the know boss. what I'm saying? I was going to say, the, <laughs> I do know what you're saying. The, the ending of Metal Gear Solid 3 is actually a downer. It's like, and then he became big boss and he was miserable forever. <laughs> and the, the military plotted to make him a tool. <laughs> uh, great. Number se- What's your number seven? My number seven, top 10 video game soundtracks. Oh, that's great, actually. And at, at this point, I just want to say, uh, a lot of these, when I have them written down, don't say video game. It's just top 10 soundtracks. But mm. maybe I should just say now video game is implied here. Yeah, you're like, um, out of Africa, eyes wide shut. Like Out of are- Africa, 
my mom's second favorite movie of all time. Next to the, <laughs> truly next to the big chill. And I know that for a fact, which big the big chill, chill is you awesome. <laughs> the big chill is incredible. We should like That's watch also the big chill. Freaky that your mom sometimes. loves big chill. Cause it, honestly, it makes me like my mom. I love yeah. my mom. It makes me like her more. That's a it's horny a cool, movie. Big it's chill. A, it's a, <laughs> I love my mom's horny dude. Uh, it really is horny uh, as hell. Um, yeah. yeah. Top 10 soundtracks. I mean, uh, we were we've I didn't even shout it out earlier. We could talk about Chrono Trigger at any point in this list. But yeah. my my top ten list of top tens. This is <laughs> Jeremy <you're> insane. <laughs> but uh thinking about that uh soundtrack and what Mitsuda did and mm. how Uematsu came into uh sort of supervise that and finish it off, uh any of the Final Fantasy games, Koji Kondo. Uh, we've done a lot of episodes on uh, actually only three really. Yeah. on super npcs again available at patreon.com slash super npc radio mm-hmm. at any tier mm-hmm. we've highlighted koji kondo's work nobuo uematsu and yoko shimamura mm-hmm. um music like f- for video games like film and television is feels like an extremely important way to communicate uh, the, the feeling of what is going on and what the authors are hoping to get across to the viewer or player. Right. And half the time when I think of games, it's probably an exaggeration. I'm thinking of like uh, the Super Mario RPG, like forest theme, or I'm thinking of uh, the like opening title sequence to Ocarina of Time. Um the music yeah. stays with you kind of like it's it's one of those senses that it's music is in a sense sound is or hearing is a sense um, yeah yeah but, but like, music could be another sense honestly it should be this that's the sixth sense the sixth uh, sense is not seeing dead people m night you listening it's music baby yeah what if instead of uh <laughs> bruce willis it, bruce willis was just like the uh gerudo desert theme from Ocarina oh of Time. man god that movie talk about a punch up if instead of Bruce Willis, it was just the Gerudo theme. What can we say about video game soundtracks that hasn't been said before? Do you have one that you, when you think of video game soundtrack, where you does named your mind them all. Go? You named them all. I How mean, about FF7, baby? FF7 I, uh, might even be number two now to Chrono Trigger at this point. Ooh, Chrono Trigger yeah. is the, the definitive kind of number one. Mm-hmm. Seven, Ocarina. Mario 64, like you can't like, it's so weird that the N64 has two of my all-time favorite soundtracks, but the sound chip on that thing sucked. It's amazing what they were able to do yeah. with that. Uh, considering, I mean, weren't, I don't, it doesn't seem like they had the tech that the PlayStation was working with. No, and the PlayStation had CD quality space. sound. Yeah. yeah, this just had like, weird warble warbly warbles and yeah. somehow they made the like you said the gerudo theme the freaking splish splash i was taking a bath whatever that mario underwater i think it's dire dire docks yeah that one yeah 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 <laughs> but i like that but yeah, yeah that's that, mine uh my number yeah. seven top ten seven. soundtracks um okay here we go number six top ten rom hacks oh. Oh, let's get into it, my guy. <laughs> this is so a ROM is what you would put in an emulator to play the game of blank. 
people can manipulate these ROMs and create brand new things from them. Um, famously, we have the Zelda Link to the Past ROM hack that is called... I should have had a list up, but it's like... It's a big one. It's a big one. It's, it's it a very I'll look yeah it up yeah. You talking. look it up. Uh, another one is Crimson Echoes, which is the uh, Chrono Trigger ROM hack. Um, the guy who made Undertale, uh, famously, ROM hacked oh, Toby Earth- Fox. Toby Fox. He ROM hacked his first big project. Was he ROM hacked Earthbound? That's right. And, and he uh, yeah he created this uh, this brand new Halloween Earthbound game. Um, yeah, really great stuff. ROM hacks are super interesting. They're not all good. Um, and you can ROM hack anything. I at one point had a uh, a, a Super Mario, uh, a new Super Mario Bros. Wii ROM hack on my, on my, uh, on the Wii? Know, on my Wii. Yeah, yeah. What is, it, it was what just is somebody ROM, ROM hacked the hell out of the Super uh, new Super Mario Bros. Wii. And yeah, it wasn't that good, but you know, hey, it was. <laughs> It was on there for for a minute, and um, yeah, uh, definitely. Like, uh, there's some, yeah, a lot of fun to be had there. But I think the one that also does get all the the praise and all the glory is uh, the Toby Fox one, just because you know through him through that he ended up making kind of Undertale. Yeah. Um, Link, I've not. You know what? It's weird. Uh, you'd think that at my level of perversion with video games and by that i mean just my the amount of time and personality i've so i have sunk into them not necessarily horny stuff but just regular <laughs> stuff you would uh, think i would have experimented with a rom hack at this point and it's kind of a blind spot of mine yeah oh super mario 64 has a great rom hack that's like called like star road or something and it's just more of the game but like weirder and they just manipulate oh. the terrain they manipulate the levels to make a whole new different game and you know it's fun it's like dlc or something for a game you you already like but it's also belongs in the freak stuff category so right up your alley right up my alley number six for you number six for me top 10 game mechanics okay we're talking (laughs) now we're in we're talking your z targeting we're talking aiming down sights we're yeah. talking yeah. morality, uh, I guess. Re- what would you call it? Like a morality in games. We're talking uh, Sid. He is a mechanic <laughs> who works on the airship. And he's at the top of the list, of uh-huh. course. <laughs> Again, did a whole episode on Sid from the Final Fantasy series. Our, right. This is me just... It's like I'm the rock in the Games Fest, just plugging my energy <laughs> drink. But it's the Patreon that like 15 people who listen to this show uh, subscribe to. Um, yeah, uh, just, it's interesting to see throughout history, how game mechanics have influenced things. It's really easy to look at Ocarina of Time and the Z targeting and how that Mm -hmm. has influenced so many other action RPGs moving forward. Like, uh, like your dark souls series that has come to like, you know, in some ways, uh, I guess surpass what the Zelda series could, have originally aspired to be uh with its exploration and combat um yeah there's a lot that i feel like every game like look it's it'd be fun to look through history and be like what games introduced what whether it was like a regenerating shield oh or that's halo right or maybe not 
if not Halo's the first time I encountered it. Yeah. Um, but that ended up being something in uh FPS games and other games moving forward as well. Right. Wow. Yeah. Top ten game mechanics. That's great. What is your favorite game? I don't know if that's. I even... probably named. I think it's Z targeting. Z targeting. Like, yeah. It, is, it helps you orient yourself in combat with an enemy, and without that, I am a peasant. Yeah. Double jump. That's mine. Oh, Jeremy, that's as good as it gets. I think. Yeah. Double jump is the best. One of my favorites. Uh, number five for me is uh, uh, top ten N sixty four hidden gems. Oh, because this gets into some nasty stuff. It gets into some real nasty, real gritty stuff. I could talk about I, I, I because the N sixty four is a system I'm very familiar with via Blockbuster and Game Informer and gaming magazines at the time. I love to discover something I didn't know before about a console I'm so familiar with. So N sixty four being one of those. Um, do you are there any that come to mind? Because oh yeah. We talked about a we talked about the N64 a lot recently. One that yeah. I think I discovered before going into our the first ever Space Solace we did, the N64 Space Solace, was Mischief Makers. I had never heard of it, and it's beloved, and I eventually got it on eBay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That that's a that's a great one. Um there is a uh, mystical ninja starring Goemon game. I'm sorry, no, no, no. Goemon's Great Adventure. That's a hidden gem. Are that there is two a... Goemon games on N64? Yes, yes. And one of them, Goemon's Great Adventure, is arguably the better one. It is a side scroller. Uh, oh, cool. Just, just a side scroller action adventure game. Uh, starring the Goemon uh, on on a uh, on an N sixty four Sin and Punishment always gets number one because it's like the hidden gem. It's like the game that everyone wanted but didn't have here in the United States. And then now um, we do famously have it. And now we do famously have it. Um, a Beal Adventure Racing is a big one. Um, I think also Rare's Mickey All Star Racing gets on there a lot. Ooh, very um, good. Wet Tricks gets on there a lot. Like just like random weird puzzle games. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a, apparently a fun South Park game on the N64. There is. Well, there's the first person shooter one. That's like the one where you could like throw pee pee snowballs at people and stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I have a request for you that I'm just going to say now before I forget is after we get off, will you text me your list so I can just search these? Yeah. Whether yeah. Or not they and, exist? and same. I've been trying to write yours down, but I, I missed number nine. I got a whole notes app thing. And honestly, yeah. Jeremy, there may not even be lists for these out there. <laughs> some of them you five for me right five for you top 10 star wars games okay <laughs> there we one time on super npcs jeremy did a top nine licensed games episode I know at least two star wars games made it on my list if not three maybe four and I realized I should have just left them off because there should be their own list. There are sure. so many good Star Wars games out there, and they're of so many varieties. Yeah, We could talk about the Rogue Squadron series, like the space shooters. Uh, Rogue Squadron 1, 2, and 3. 2, I think, probably being the best, maybe 3. I've actually never played 3, so but Me 2 neither. is spectacular on the GameCube. Um, yeah. uh, episode 1, Racer. Mm-hmm. We've got... 
we just talked about KOTOR 2 getting brought to Switch, the KOTOR series. Right. Knights of the Old Republic, of course, uh, as they're known. Yeah. Um, if you want more of an arcade experience, like uh, like uh, Force Unleashed, you've got it. That's right. Yeah, if, damn. If you want more of a team-based uh, like sh- strategy shooter, you got your Battlefronts. Yeah. You got your Clone Wars on the GameCube, a game that I played the crap out of. Yeah. Um, there I played a whole droid game on the PC growing up. Um, I was gonna say because like Star Wars is like baked into the DNA of video games. Like some mm-hmm. of the oldest PC games are Star Wars games, right? Like yes, I Dark think I Forces and stuff. which is one of mine. Uh, yeah. I played the heck out of that growing up. Um, a Doom like basically. Um, Doom like. So a Doom like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're folding it on ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, Star Wars games, man. They they they're great. And in Fallen Order, you were talking about recently. Yeah, that's pro- I would honestly, we should do a top nine Star Wars games episode on it. Probably pocket it and let's yeah. do it. Yeah, that would With be good. Cross genre top nine, pretty Who good. Here's a free repeat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a couple that come to mind for you? Uh, it's probably named them. It, it's. Well, I'm trying to think of like so. Shadow of the Empire was like a very oh, formative duh. Star Wars game for me. Like I, I beat that game to death. I oh love gosh. Shadows of the Empire, um, and I, I recognize that it's not a very good game. Like people, you know what I mean? Like yes. it's, it's, it's like a Turok. Like <laughs> it's okay. Like, but I played it a lot. Yeah, um, but it's really hard for me to, even though this is a racing game, but that episode run, one pod racing game. Like, dude, I love that game so much. I played that on everything. I played it on N64, Dreamcast, and on Switch. And I beat the hell out of it on Switch. Like, I played it a lot on Switch. I love that game. I love it, too. Uh, yeah, that game is great. Recently, someone came into my work with the last name Endicott. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I thought of, uh, what is it, A. Bendicott, E. Bendicott? Something mm-hmm. Endicott is a yeah. character in that. And, yeah, I love Racer. It's good. It's a good game. Um, what's your number one, by the way? Star Wars game. My number star- one Star Wars game. Ooh, uh, you know what? I can't commit to an answer right now. That's all right. Um, That's all right. Yeah, Let's we'll move on. That. Number four for me. We're into the. Uh, this is the top. This is the tops. Um, no, no, uh, top ten underrated GBA games. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, now this is some good YouTube watching right here. This is great because uh, I had a GBA in my house growing up, but I didn't play it. That was my little sister's game mm-hmm. console, and I was sort of a shithead high school kid and didn't really was playing adult games, you know, yeah. on my PlayStation Two, and I wasn't <laughs> like uh, I didn't get into the GBA like I like I kind of wish I did now because the GBA is like one of my all time favorite consoles and that, and kind of because I didn't experience it as why. So yes, once you like discover your minish caps and your fire emblems and your partners in time and you're like all, you know, all these great GBA titles, uh, partners in time, I think is GBA, right? It is okay. actually partners in time is DS, DS. Uh, Mario and Luigi superstar saga is superstar GBA. saga. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah, once you get through like your main top ten GBA games, there's some real good like hidden, are you know underrated you know like uh under the you know Boktai is a mm. game that immediately comes 
to mind. Um, there's multiple Golden Sun games, which those kind of straddle like the mainstream and they do, yeah, and underrated a little bit. Um, Ninja Five O, <laughs> like this crazy, amazing platformer on the system. Isn't there a good uh, Astro Boy game? Astro Boy, amazing. I mean, go go back and listen to the again. I, it's easy to shout out. But like yeah. the GBA Space Solace, we did over a year ago now, Jeremy. Yeah. That episode, there's a great Yu-Gi-Oh game on the system. Um, oh, yeah. There's that, like you said, there's a lot of like uh, very notable titles on it. Yeah. But it's crazy how deep it runs. Uh, yeah. Gosh, I love the Game Boy Advance. There's it's a great. there's a Guardian Heroes on it. There's a two Klonoa games on the GBA <laughs> that are very underrated. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like... I, what I've always liked about the GBA is that it is the last death days of the 16-bit era, and it's yeah. but it's like companies at their top at the top of their game making 16-bit games, like so. the Sonic Mania. I know it's not underrated, but dude, like the dude. Sonic Advance series on the GBA oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. <laughs> is is. It is top notch. The Mega Man Zero series is top notch. Uh yeah, man. A lot of underrated games on the GBA. Love True. it. True. Gosh, what a console. Number four for you, good sir. Number four for me. Top 10 video game podcasts. <laughs> this is getting a little meta. Okay. I love this. But the reason, and I bet there's a YouTube video out there. I didn't even try to search it. But like many of us, I love a video game podcast. Yeah. And there's so many good ones out there. And the cream of the crop are easy to think about. And maybe our cream of the crop for everyone is probably different. Like we, maybe not we, I skew towards the retro genre. So my favorites are Kane and Rinse, Retronauts. I also do like some weekly shows that keep stay up to date, like um, Triple Click min max mm. there's also some some of the biggest video game podcasts i don't think are very good okay. but would get doxum I, I can't because like jeff Keeley, they're gonna listen and they're gonna be like <laughs> i recognize that guy with the creep mustache from the fall guys commercial right and i'm gonna ruin his yeah. life yeah. he has this patreon yeah. i'm gonna tweet at him and all my followers are gonna see and murder him yeah. uh but there's some of the biggest stuff i don't think is very good but there's so many great video game podcasts out there yeah. that I'd love to see what shows up on lists. It's often the most popular searchable stuff, but as we've, as we've learned, there's some good, like niche, smaller stuff out there. Like, uh, totally. like, the, I mean, we would have without my friend, Eddie, we would have never discovered the super gamer boys. Great. But those guys are so good. Um, yes. Nintendo cartridge society. We're naming just our friends now. I mean, I'm naming our friends, but those but, are like, the the we're we're but now we're in the medium tier podcast group yes. of like they're not they don't have backing they're not they didn't come out all of them didn't come out of Game Informer with an audience already they're built not in you know voice what I mean actors like actors in video games like, exactly so it's like so you know these are guys or men and you know guys and girls who jumped into the scene out of nowhere have no following and have just tried to make it work because of their passion and I think that comes through in a lot of those shows Super Gamer Voice is a strong recommend Nintendo Cartridge Society is a strong recommend absolutely so yeah. 
So that's why my number uh, my number I four on my list is yeah. top ten video game podcast. You're a big you're a big mid max guy. I oh, like yeah. uh, mid max. But here's here's a question. Yes. What do you look for in a video game podcast? Like what tends to be the thing? Yeah. You know, it depends on what it's trying to do. Canon Rinse and Retronauts, they're topping talking about a topping. <laughs> Back they're to topping. Postmates. Uh, <laughs> or Yogurt Land, however you look at it. They are talking about a retro title or a subject, and I like to hear their perspective on it. If yeah. I'm listening to a weekly show, I like to listen to people who are who sound like nice people, who have a measured take, who aren't exaggerating, and who don't feel inauthentic to me, which right. is why I gra- I like I mean, I've listened to a lot of weekly shows out there, and that's why I like MinMax a lot as far as one of the bigger ones mm-hmm. that are there because I, th- I really feel a lot of authenticity from those from everybody who goes on that show, whereas there's some other shows out there that I've listened to a lot of, and I don't get that feeling. And so if I'm going right. to listen to a show weekly, it's got to be they engage with their audience too. They do questions every week. Like half their show is like listener questions, so I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. I love yeah. that. Um, okay, number three for me is top 10. It's a little basic. Top 10 JRPGs. Oh, my man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I almost I, had this on my list. I love to see, because I know this genre so well, this is a kind of a different thing from the GBA yes. hidden gems or whatever. I love to see what that particular list thinks is the top three. And I also love what they think is the 10, 9, and 8 entry. Yeah. Because as we've we've done these lists before, like we kind of know the 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 skis here, which is like you actually put interesting stuff at the bottom of these lists. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of do some fuckery with the top. And then the yeah. middle is just everyone's middles are usually the same. Those are kind of the least interesting yeah. <laughs> parts. But like 10, you'll 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 find like marvelous the snes game or moon the ps1 game it's like freak stuff and then number one it'll be like final fantasy three it's like someone trying to do like a mic drop it's like it's like a game you like no one really likes that much um but yeah these are always like a, a good time um and also what people consider rpgs jrpgs is interesting sometimes too it is interesting um i i will say Actually, I won't say anything, Jeremy. But what I will ask is, is your favorite JRPG FF7? It is. I can't deny that it is. But I think the best one's Chrono Trigger mm. um, in terms of 16-bit era ones. It's like maybe a tie between that and FF6. Yeah. Uh, the, in the th- and I think the best uh, 32-bit JRPG is probably FF9, even though seven to me is always going to have my heart. But I think mm-hmm. nine is like the, a, another really, really good one. Have you played much of nine? I yeah. have it on PS1 and I've never played it. Oh, it's great. I played it on Switch. I, I beat it on Switch, which is oh, crazy. That's yeah. a game I could play 10 hours of and love and never play again. Yeah, it's fun, man. It, and it's got like some really cool mutant characters in it that are great like uh, there's a what's who's the really popular mage um vivi vivi i know vivi's oh such a tragic figure in video games such a tragic character so great zidane i also know a lot about zidane hate the name love the man yeah 
as you do. Yeah, yeah. Top wow, 10 so that was your number three? Number three. Number three okay. for you. You know, also, this is, feels a little basic from me, but I'll okay. go ahead and just lay it out there. Top 10 Nintendo consoles. Oh. And I include in my list, you include the handhelds. Right. I was going to ask, There's, has there been 10? No, I think there's been like seven. So NES, <laughs> SNES, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch. Switch. So seven. Se- seven, exactly. So and then, Okay, uh, then there's been plenty of handhelds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so maybe like five or six gens of handhelds. Uh, yeah. What's your number one? Oh, my personal favorite is still probably the Nintendo 64. Nice. I'm a nostalgia freak. I just can't yeah. escape it. Uh, I yeah. think three of my top 10 games of all time are on that Mario 64 and both the Zeldas. Mm. Um, mm. But the best console of all of them, I think you could make an argument for the switch or the SNES um, or yeah. you could make an argument for, I don't know, the 3DS or the DS too. Cause those are phenomenal. You can make an it, argument for the Wii. You absolutely could, and you burned at the stake. And Yeah, you shouldn't, but you, you should. <laughs> don't do it. None of you heroes out there do that. Yeah. Um, do you have a personal favorite Nintendo console? The GameCube. Yeah. It's not that, even, it's not, it's my favorite console, period. It's, uh, it, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I I'm going to play some GameCube tonight. Year. I still have mine plugged into my TV, but I, yeah, but I haven't played it. In a while, I had a lot big time last year around our space solace episode. Yeah, I played. You know what? I turned. I turned on Enter the Matrix <laughs> a couple nights ago. I I have beaten that game in my life. Yeah, I got it that when it came game, out. Beat the whole thing. That game, Jeremy. You know how many times I browsed <laughs> an eBay auction selling that game on GameCube? Too many because it's a two disker. I think it is. It's a double disker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, disker. I barely know her. Um, but that's my number three. <laughs> Number two for me is uh, top 10 Sega Saturn games. Oh, and we here is where we are with the double Sega on the list. Double Sega because doubled not knowing about this. I don't know a lot about the Sega Saturn. Let's be honest. No one does. (laughs) No one knows about this. It barely exists. It barely existed. It was such a blip in the eye of, of the nineties, it never caught on in America, in Japan. It was more popular, but still not the PlayStation. This is, I mean, for the, uh, the listener probably knows, but we're talking the PS one and 64, like equivalent from Sega. We're talking 95. This thing drops for like three hundo in the U S and Sony just comes out and says 200. (laughs) For the PlayStation and kills it, kills it sight unseen. Um, I uh, yeah, on the top of this list is usually going to be Panzer Dragoon Saga. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the number one. It's also like eight hundred dollars on eBay. Some of the most expensive <laughs> games, ridiculous stuff. Really, um, this is one that's easy to burn for, right? Oh yeah, I have one actually. I have a beautiful white Japanese Sega Saturn. It's really pretty. I've burned a ton of games, and I've also bought a ton of Japanese Saturn games. Um, and, uh, the ones that I can like play and like without needing to speak Japanese. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great. Uh, don't know when I'll hook it up again. Maybe soon, maybe someday, but that's one I will search tonight. Yeah. 
you should. It's it. There's some great stuff too that that will come up on there, like um, like freaking uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Sonic the Fighters. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're into like a uh, uh, an RPG, a la Albert's Odyssey. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're into a uh, a platformer called Astol. Jeremy, uh, I, do you think that we will be do, start to do our because uh, we floated the idea of uh, revisiting consoles for Space Solace at some point? Do you think yeah. we revisit consoles before we even do a Saturn, or do we have to do like a Saturn next year? There's no way we could do a Saturn. There's just no way. <laughs> There's nobody on Earth has ever played the Saturn, <laughs> uh, except for me. I own three Sega Saturn controllers. I don't even think anyone in our crew has seen one before. Um, it is a God. it's free it's 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 the true definition of freak stuff. Like this is the freakiest of all the consoles. I wonder it's like almost at the top of your list. The Atari Jaguar is freakier than that. Okay, I'll I'll admit okay. the Atari okay. Jaguar is freakier than the Sega Saturn, but this is pretty freaky. Um Oof. Yeah, good stuff. Wow. Uh, number number two for you. My number two, and I I I think I switched this from number one because I want to list out my number one, like we talked about. <laughs> number two, yeah, top ten PC games of the two thousands. Oh, dude, whoa! This is when PC gaming gets real good. <laughs> We're talking Deus Ex. Yeah. A lot of honestly, a lot of these games end up coming out on consoles, but we're talking Deus Ex. We're talking uh, like Half Life 2 slash Counter Strike or Half Life yeah. the Original. We're yeah. talking uh, a million other games. StarCraft 2, maybe? StarCraft 2, World of Warcraft. Yeah, like wow. A lot of Blizzard stuff, too. Yeah. A Diablo 2. Um, yeah, maybe. The, this was a really special time to be playing PC games again, where the line between console and PC are get is getting blurred really. Yeah. Um, and the PC games almost always better. Than and you, what, you played like Halo and, and, uh, the other fable X, fable. Yeah. I played Halo and fable, both the lost chapters and combat evolved on the PC. I played a ton of stuff on PC growing up and I, I, it is weird to, it is interesting to think about my life. Like what if I would have the branching path of being a PC guy? Yeah. Like what if I took my PC to college? That is the, that is the change right there. I chose to not. Wow. I know. Um, top 10 PC games of the 2000s. <laughs> That's a good list. That's <laughs> a great you. list. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. My number one, uh, this is with a bullet. I swear to you, if you make a YouTube video and you title it this, I will watch it. I've seen a maybe every single version of this on YouTube. So we're guaranteeing one view here. At least one view from me. This is the top 10 GameCube hidden gems. This is good. Uh, what do we got on here? Your chibis? So there's layers, Connor. Oh, there's layers. Here we are. Some people, like if you're a corporation, like a like a that game that game company or or not that game company, um, like a uh, like well, like Watch Mojo. 
Yes. Yeah, Chibi Robo's on there for sure. Yes, uh, Billy Hatchet's on there. Hatcher's on there. Um, yeah, you got your uh, maybe, maybe you even have like um, oh shoot, I don't know, like uh, Beyond Good and Evil, something okay, like that. Yeah. That'll be like a, a hidden gem, kind of. You know, it's not the Hobbit. Be, the <laughs> No, that'll be on bad. The Hobbit's not on there. Uh, That's on the second. Hobbit, though, you might find on the the layer beneath that layer. Like when those videos, when they realize those videos hit like millions of views, they go, oh, part two. Yeah. And then they're really scraping the barrel for like the grossest thing you've ever heard of. Odama. That's one. Oh, nasty. That's a nasty. Odama is made by the guy who made um that uh that C uh that Dreamcast like sea dude the, the bass bass game? game the game where it's like a man's face on a fish yes it's like a voice activated real time strategy game where you yell at your characters into the GameCube microphone for them to move around disgusting it's real gross uh uh yeah what else do, what else are you gonna get on like the third deep layer of uh hidden gems definitely genshin or what is that not genshin impact but like uh doshin the giant that, that of course that turns up on there right away um yeah you'll get stuff like uh like uh what's it um the batman uh oh the animated game there's yeah, a couple but it's, on there but, but it's like <laughs> batman um uh rise of uh sin sin sun uh i don't know yeah batman rise of sinsu <laughs> my gosh batman rise of sinsu um yeah because like because like in your like in your like regular top 10 you know it's 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 very clear you get your fire emblems you get your smash melees and like the next layer in of like underrated games or hidden gems yeah it's definitely like uh freaking um uh like um uh geist will show up in there you know like the ghost first person shooter game or whatever yeah but this is something like because i i'm so i love the gamecube and i and i'm like i'm like i just if you can show me a gamecube game i've never heard of before that's all i want in life another (laughs) gamecube game i'll never really play but i'll (laughs) i'll seek out and I'll I'll find you know, give me that freaking uh, what's that Zoids Zoids yeah 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 give me the Ikaruga game. Ikaruga that's a good one game uh GameCube uh was skateboarding game what's well, a GameCube skateboarding game where you're the fox is it Ty yeah is that what it's called Ty, Ty. the Tasmanian Tiger yeah, no Ty the Tasmanian Tiger is definitely on there um. Yeah, I don't know it, what that is. <laughs> Tiger Tiger is like a, it's like a yeah, it's like a third person. Give me that. What's that? The Mummy game. I'm just saying like random words now that don't don't even make sense. GameCube Mummy game. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Yeah, give me that. Um, sheesh, as they say. What is your my number one on my top ten list? Of top tens, the top ten SNES RPGs. Oh wow! Okay, 
you know, kind of basic, like you were framing yeah. yours like JRPGs, but I was like, you know, that console, it really doesn't get better. You could argue yeah. the PlayStation, I think. Um, the original PlayStation uh, can rival it as far as RPGs slash JRPGs go. Right. But man, that Super Nintendo one, it's incredible. And I actually have, Jeremy, I have a top 10 list ready to go. Oh, man. Would you like that? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Number 10, Harvest Moon. Number 9, Illusion of Gaia. Number 8, Ogre Battle. Number seven, Secret of Evermore. Again, this is going to be JRPG heavy. Right. Number six, Final Fantasy IV slash two. Number five, Secret of Mana. Oh, man. Number four, Super Mario RPG. Number three, Earthbound. Number two, Final Fantasy Slicks. Slicks? Slicks? <laughs> Final Fantasy Slicks. That's the one where they got all their hair. They're all, it's a, it's a Grease spinoff. They're all Slicks back. You know it. Final <laughs> Fantasy VI slash three. Number one, of course, the game the game we've been talking about all pod, Chrono right, Trigger. Right, right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How about that? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. You freaking did it. You freaking maniac. You I can't believe me. you. The top 10 uh, SNES JRPGs, that's, <clears throat> that's good. It's, but it's also that's like good. what you expect it to be. But I was like, you know, this yeah. is my, this is, this is it for me. The top um, fives are anyway. You know, but yeah. the bottom again, those bottoms. Secret I did, of Evermore. I thought what of a making freak. it strictly JRPG, and I was like, no, nah, there's a couple. I want to include Ogre Battle and Harvest Moon. Basically, is where it was, and even mm-hmm. Mana is an action RPG, but whatever. I didn't realize Ogre Battle was a uh, was a, uh, it's a tactical RPG. Oh right, 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 right. Made in Japan though. Yeah, got it. Um. Want to list off? Of, here's two things I want. To, I know we're running hell long. Right. Let's list off our top tens. Yes. Each. <laughs> and then Jeremy, I got to tell you my joke one. I got to oh, go down the, my top perfect. ten joke list. Let's save that for last. I'll go first. Number ten for me. Top ten E3 moments, followed by top ten Dreamcast games, top ten fighting games, top ten video game endings, top ten ROM hacks. Number five. Top ten. N64 Hidden Gems, Top 10 Underrated GBA Games, Top 10 JRPGs, Number 2 is Top 10 Sega Saturn Games, and Number 1 is Top 10 GameCube Hidden Gems. I love the GameCube and and, and Sega getting so much love. Oh, Uh, yeah. My Top 10, Top 10 list. (laughs) Number 10, Top 10 Sports Games. Then Top 10 Zelda Dungeons, Top 10 Villains. Top 10 soundtracks, top 10 game mechanics, number five, top 10 Star Wars games, number four, top 10 video game podcasts, number three, top 10 Nintendo consoles, number two, top 10 PC games of the 2000s, (laughs) and number one, top 10 SNES RPGs. Woo! Okay, now you said you had a joke one. I have a full joke list, which I texted you about it about... 1030 last whole night. joke like, list. Did you okay. want us to do a joke one? Let's do a joke. Let's go. I'll let's, count. Let's I'll one. count down because okay. it goes from what you expect to insanity. Okay, great. Top 10 JRPGs. Yeah, pretty much in line. Okay. Top 10 consoles. <laughs> Top 10 cheese. Okay, good. Top 10 operating systems. Oh, nice. Top 10 UCB teams. Great. <laughs> Who top is your 10. number one? What's your number one? I got I got to know. 
are they like official like uh, the UCB put them together teams? I think yeah, it got to be a house team or or like a uh, show. You can do. I guess you can do a Facebook if you want. Yeah, you do. You can do a big one. I'm not doing Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that it's it's probably something like uh, like JV. When circa twenty fourteen or something, yeah, yeah, kind of like when in sixty four holds the top spot for me. So number six, (laughs) number six was top ten UCB teams. Uh Number number five, top ten teachers. Great. (laughs) Number four, top Uh ten numbers. Okay, good, good, great, yeah. Number three, top ten planets. Uh, Number two, top ten moments. Just in general. Just moments. Like, yeah. Good luck picking that list. Yeah, right. And uh, number one is top 10 dinosaurs. Oh, my God. What's number one there? Uh, T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for Video Games, a comedy show. Folks, thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure to get you back on the show, Connor McCabe. Um, we have... Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug before I get into all that uh, nasty business? Absolutely. Uh, I have a few more extra things to plug this week. Uh just look up the Fall Guys Summer Game Fest 2022 episode. At 38 <laughs> yeah. seconds, you'll see me. I'm a construction worker in a manhole. Just check it out. You'll you'll know what I look like, and it's fun. Um, you can also check me out this week uh, on the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, our boys Patrick and Mark brought me back to predict Nintendo's uh, uh, June Direct uh, for this year, which at this point they haven't even announced, so it may not even happen. Um, again, Nintendo Cartridge Society. I host a podcast on this network, Call Me By Your Game, uh, which is a, a, a show where I interview someone about a meaningful game from their past. And we talk about the game and also the context of when they got into it. Uh, and I'm also on social media at Connor underscore McCabe, and that'll do it for me. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash supermpcradio. We have a ton of bonus content from the creators of this show, Connor's show, uh, Nick Costanz and Tyler Schnupp's show, Reactivators, and July Diaz's show, oh, Inside. The new, new, newfound Bonk Boys, uh, bi-monthly. The Bonk Boys bi-monthly show has been a doozy. You should listen to the last one. It was quite sad. Thank you, Tyler, uh, for that. Um, I actually should listen to it because I haven't asked Tyler what's up, but I got to listen to it. It is a five-minute long episode, and it is about him losing his house. So, uh, Oh, gosh, got to You got you. Check it out. We keep uh, it real on the network. We keep it very real. Um, uh, yeah, so it's it's a good time over there on the Patreon. Um, and with that, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.